Welcome everybody to episode 15 of that Roundhead podcast. As you guys can see, if you're watching the video, which you should be, because it's fun with video. We are right now in Benny's office space, in Benny Beckler's guest room-ish, and uh, recording the podcast live for the second time ever. The first time being when me and Mike did a uh, an tournament, or in Nora, his sister's bedroom, or guest bedroom, just before the uh, Boston major last year. So this is the second ever live that round of podcast. And it's the first ever major in Europe. So I think that's exciting. <laughs> it is. So that's what we are going to do what for the day. Already, yeah, let's go. He's getting hot already. It's getting good. Uh, <laughs> really, but focus. <laughs> yes. So today we are going to preview uh, the first ever spiteful major in Europe. A great time for the European and US communities to yeah come together, for both the culture and for the playing level, and to have a really uh, yeah interesting event that's going to happen this Saturday and Sunday in Toulouse, France. So to start off, I would like to first open the floor to some of the things that you guys are most excited about for this weekend. That can be going be on the Saturday, the Sunday, the Friday before, like <laughs> the Saturday after the sort. Like whenever you guys are looking forward to the most and why? Ben, do you want to start? I'm looking forward to be back in Toulouse and to see a lot of people from the US again. I mean, I think we had a really great time at work, meeting a lot of people who are even further away, not only in Europe, but like somewhere else in the world. So it's nice to have like a lot of Americans, also Canadians here in the major. And yeah, I'm also very excited to play against them because that's where, as well, in, in words, we, we could learn so much and we could see so much. So again, just having a great experience playing-wise. And of course, I feel like it's going to be a great weekend with a lot of fun. And that's always what I'm <laughs> up for. <laughs> you got you played against Will and Thomas the Worlds, right? Yeah. Yeah, and neither of those are attending this time. So is there another team? So that's good. So I, <laughs> I mean, I actually feel like I re really love to play against Hilltop because I remember like back in the days already when I was like watching Rodnet and like mm -hmm. the beginning and already heard of them. And so um, I would really love to play against them as a team. And I think it could be fun with Nelson and me playing against them. Oh. Maybe having a lot of rallies and having a lot of fun out there. <laughs> so would actually really love that. But also with anybody else as well, like I would be really down playing against body, but assistive touch would be just a great experience to play against, I think. And I mean, when I remember from Worlds playing against Thomas and Will, like learning so much just within the whole series, it was so nice to like just take everything out of it and, and enjoy like every moment. And I don't know, learn so much in such a short time. I think we can do this again. So just getting those, um, getting this chance, this chance is just a great thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Not sure. I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to you guys playing up against some US teams and especially yeah, Hilltop and Assisted Touch on the list for good round of 16 or quarterfinal or semifinal. Maybe. But yeah, Tops, how are your thoughts? Things you're looking forward to? Um, like, same as Benny, since World, so much time passed and mm -hmm. I think the level got really close and I'm looking forward to see actually how close is it now. Is Eisentrager Sima on the level of Assisted Touch or something like that? I mean, that's just a big point in the room. But still, I'm looking forward to see them because they are so in shape at the moment that I want to see every game they play and see how they play against Fred and and Abrams, Dan Abrams. And this is going to be very interesting for me. Also, it's a big event for me too for streaming wise. We brought in with Brooklyn a lot of um, yeah, a lot of equipment, and we will have a nice stream. So I'm very happy and. Yeah, this big clutch from North America against Europe is happening again, <laughs> and that's like. After training arc in anime, <laughs> everybody got stacked. And now we're coming back and see who is getting 
you know, the points in and who is getting the cuts and um, the aces. And yeah, I'm very happy that. Also, the all around from Toulouse, I think it's going to be very fun. You have a clinic there, I saw. It will be me and myself. Yeah. And also, there will be an observer clinic, which is both by Ben Dantwitz, who will yeah. be hosting. Mm-hmm. I think it is the first time in Europe ever we have something like that. Yes. Yeah. No, from what I know, never had an observer clinic. We've had some observer discussions. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of them, actually. That's very different to a clinic. Yeah. It will also be an after party clinic. My God. You hear it here first. Yeah. From you? My plan. Don't have anything like figured out yet, but maybe you but will if see I spontaneous after party clinic. If I do this like you, I will probably die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I take the best from it, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's what you can do in a clinic, right? Yeah, very good. Cool, you listen to me, you take what you can. Yeah, take what you want from it. Maybe. You know, starting with you had to have eight beers and then <laughs> the evening starts and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I tried to have four. Let's see when it starts. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, of course, the Observer Clinic and the whole event around it seems like it's very going to be very, very well organized and very well planned. I think a lot of people are really looking forward to it. So, yeah, hanging out with different people, different communities again, because Worlds is, I mean, Worlds is almost like a year ago now. Yeah. It really is, it's like 10 months, which is almost a year ago. I felt like I waited for Worlds four years or something like that. You know, yeah. time got yeah. so slow before it, and then it happened, it was so quick, and afterwards it was like, yeah. And I think that point that you talked about, like the closing of the gap of the uh, European round net towards the US, like the rate of progression, the US is still obviously progressing. Like the top players are obviously always getting better. But you you wonder, and it will be nice to see this weekend that the rate of progression of Europeans, because we were obviously as Europeans, and and, and you could see with obviously US coming first and Canada coming second, and the US not dropping a you know a match to anyone are the Canadians on their way to winning it's going to be really cool to now see the Europeans that were you know in like realistically very far behind the top level of the US now of course the US's progression has been good and they have progressed but has the European progression been quicker or better or you know they've managed to progress more than what the US have managed to progress from their very ceiling yeah. and interesting to see like I said how we close the gap or has it got closer not because if we both progress at the same rate of course, the US will always stay in front. I think there's always this 80-20 share. You know, you need 80, the 20% of your time to get to the 80% of your play style. And then the rest, 80% goes in the last 20%, be that high level. You know, mm-hmm. you need to spend way more time to get those little yeah. things in. Mm-hmm. And I think like it could be getting way closer now because people train more, people are focused on surf especially. Mm-hmm. And as we saw Vinny now in the cards tournament was playing and he was not unreceivable anymore. And when we look back to Gen, <laughs> that was a whole nother story. It was mm-hmm. 15 Asians in a row, normal game for him. But now it's like, you know, still yeah. five to seven um, Aces. With only two or three no touches. Yeah, yeah. I- I, th- I think also because it's funny you say like the 80% and the 20% of the end and it's funny you say that because me and Benny have been talking a lot this week of like you s- it's quite easy if you're a just to use it for the analogy of a 100 meter runner if you're a 13 second 100 meter runner and you're trying to become a 12 second 100 meter runner let's say for example the US they run currently at a 12.2 second speed mm-hmm. and in Europe we run at a 13 speed now at the Worlds, the US were running at like a 12.5 and Europe were maybe running at like a 14.5. Yeah. So, but it, the thing is, as a US, it's so much harder to go from a 12.5 down to a 12 or a 12.2 yeah. versus if you're a European, analogy-wise, 
or 14.5, it's so much easier to go to 13. Like the jump is 1.5 seconds versus the US being 0.7 seconds or 0.3 or 0.2. Like it's so much harder to gain those small marginal gain. The higher you go up versus if you're starting at a lower point, you can make massive gains really quickly. So it'll be interesting to see how much gains of the Europe made in comparison to the US as it made it closer. And I think because Thomas mentioned it, I think a really big thing about it is surface yeah. so because i think we learned so much just in worlds at worlds like now having Vinny going through europe and all this stuff like i remember like at world for example like a little game for example against will and, and thomas when i remember it was like the game like in itself was really nice and it was good but and we felt quite good with it but we had like yeah we got ace like eight nine times in the yeah. two in these two um sets or maybe in, even more mm-hmm. um but we, like at the beginning, even more. And then it got less, 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 mm-hmm. less. And yeah. so we got, yeah, and it was so much closer in the second set as well. And I mean, if we take away those serves, if we would like go only go with, okay, easy, easy answer. Yeah. Example, I think that's the, then the, the gap is way, way um, closer. Mm-hmm. So it's way, way smaller. So I think um, if we can take out like this power of the serves and we can, we're now, I think we, everybody in Europe, because also people in Europe are better at serves. Are better and receive that's where everybody feels like i think that makes it that's the biggest thing that makes it for us to be able to be get closer closer games or to get maybe get one set from another from an american team and all those things mm-hmm. i think that's the that's the key thing that we learn and it's the difference between worlds and now in my opinion i think also major is really a big thing for us because as we saw in worlds there was like i think a lot of people didn't even recognize that there is such a gap between the communities. I mean, some of them, most of them knew, but some of them, and <laughs> I'm sorry, no worries. Wake up, Benny. <laughs> and now it's like you play again against the US, you see where you're standing, and it's also easier to catch up to someone as if you would build yourself up to being there without knowing, I mean, how can I get this hard? How can I get this good? And you can really see the level. Yeah. And if you're like the lonely number one in Europe, let's say RCG Powerline was last year at a point, the lonely number one. And then it's not that easy to build up more strength because where's your competition? But when you play against way better teams, then you have again this spark of motivation. You see, okay, we need to do something. Mm -hmm. We need to adapt. Get, you know, yeah, well, mm-hmm. you can learn a lot in a short time. Yeah, very true. Just on you know, like a series, just it's like being a, a little brother. brother. Yeah. You, the little brother, need to see what your big bro- brother does and learn from him easy, and you don't have to do the hard work on the same way. You're the big brother to everyone else below you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, yes. Um, but so those are some of the things we are looking forward to the most. I think it's nice now we transition onto the men's division so the premier and gold division uh oh sorry just premier there's no gold because nothing to do with the uh, euro of ets it's just a spike wall major event uh, and therefore we have the premier division currently 24 teams i believe registrations closed so there's no more time to sign up and just going through the list like what an incredible division it's going to be we have a lot of u.s teams coming to the tournament such as sister touch Clark and Buddy. We also have other US teams and players coming, such as Tommy Drake uh, from the US. We have Hilltop also attending. We have Endgame with Trevor Bar- uh, Barboza and uh, Josh Frag- Fragimo. Oh my god, I'm really bad at pronouncing his next name. I couldn't do it either. No, but he knows. Shout out. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, they're the, like low key. That's going to be a very, very good team, just so uh, for everyone to be aware that 
that's going to be a really good US team that any European team is going to have a really hard time again. Um, other non-European teams we have attending, we also have Conor Prelik playing uh, with Frederick from Belgium. Um, we also then have Trevor Cook and Tim Clifford. Um, and then also, of course, we have Dan Abrams playing with Frederick Hinkle. So we have a lot of home. And Vinny and Eli, you know? Yeah. Because uh -huh, he had yes. to change his partner quite recently. Lost to a rock. And he got a very yeah. spontaneous. He lost a fight with a rock during a hike. So Oliver, we're sorry, we can't see. We can't. Yeah, and there's nothing to lose. Yeah. Get nothing to lose together. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, a lot of uh, nice mix-up of teams. Uh, we also have a couple of obviously US players in there playing with the Europeans, which are also some nice mix-up. But a very stacked, very impressive, a very entertaining Premier Division where we're also going to see two power pools, I believe, such as we're also going to see two power pools in the Women's Advanced Division. So look out for those once they get released on the Spike World Tour Series Instagram page. But um, yeah, I mean, a little little off the, off the cuff, who do you guys think is going to be Europeans' best performers and the US best performers and maybe even give a little prediction of who might take the whole thing? I mean, <laughs> so much comes down to like the game. To oh, the yeah. I feel like this is like, I like power pools at first time that we can try out power pools mm -hmm. in Europe as well like that, but it comes so much down to, okay, who's got a good day and who's, who's got a good day. Of course, after that, but still, like, who's going to make... I would love to see, like, I don't know, a round of 16, for example, with just... I think it's not possible, but just with, like, North American teams against European teams. So, have, have a lot of matchups like that. Yeah. And not, like, getting every, anything, like, mixed up there. So, as much as possible. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd still go with assistive touch here with, with the... To the, win it all? Yeah. It's the best chance to win yeah. it all. I, I see you also fit. Oh. Red and Dan on a slip spot, but assistive touch, mm -hmm. it's difficult to judge because after Asia Tour, they need to. This is the second tournament, I believe. Yeah. Right? They need to, you know, step up again and then get in there in their after own again. Yeah, but I think also, like, people are getting pretty, like, doing much critique, like, pretty soon because, like, okay, there was like one yeah. or two tournaments and, like, they were, they were around and, like, they have to get into the game back again. But I think they won't have any problem with that. I thought also thing you have to remember, though assisted touch, yes, they lost in the quarterfinals, but like it was a close close. And yeah. all games were won in extras. Yeah. If they'd have won that game, you would have went, oh, bad combo, or that's a bad loss for them. But it's like, no, it's like we're getting to a point now like, where there's so many competitive teams. The quarterfinals are like intense. They were the, the same level of a final was last year in regards to intensity, not regards to level because everyone's improved in level, but intensity mm. is the same intensity that people had during finals last year. You've experienced that year in this year in Europe anyway. Last year, your round of 16 was quite comfortable and easy, but now this year you're having a round of 16 and it's in the, in the skies and the, all the games are going to extras. Yeah, I mean, then, but 70% of the people here, okay, assistive touch out in quarters and don't like inform themselves more about it. It's like, it's like really easy to hear than you can we did already warm in the podcast <laughs> oh, yeah, this is why we're having an idea so everybody will know if you don't have yeah. your but I feel like the dream final for no. me then they would be like as and like I see him against yeah. the system so it's me too yeah. well my but, dream uh, final would be RCG Powerline this is now <laughs> but only if we if we would beat as and like before that because I want revenge again <laughs> very sad but yeah it'd be fun if you pick up assistive touch and then go into the finals I didn't play a scene at all. Because that would be... It, that would be the dream. Yeah, that would be the crazy. Let's dream a little here. <laughs> then it will make a full 90 minutes documentary. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like the thing I want to mention is that I hope people understand like one, how good the stream is going to be on Saturday because Tops is streaming. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> no, because there's so many good games. 
Like if we just talk about like the powerfuls, I don't get, I don't know which teams will be in it. But just think of what type of uh, quarterfinal matchups we're gonna have. Yes, like just name to eight teams that are really top teams right now. Assistive Tai, Ijuga Simad, RCG Powerline, Hilltop, Hustling Brothers, Four Combat, um, to lose. Nothing to lose. Even Rainbow Warriors, TRP Seshmas, Dan and Frederick. Like, I don't know if I named eight or nine teams there, but they're like eight or nine teams. And they're like, all teams could potentially win it. Quick question, Dan Abrams and Fred, did they play together already? Like on a bigger tournament? I believe they have played together, yes. Uh, I, I, They're both from Texas. I believe they've played a lot together before. Okay. And what tournament? I think they have played outside of Texas before. If not, they've definitely played in Texas before together. Yeah. Um, but that will be a very good matchup. It's crazy. You know, like, I feel like I'm very competitive, but also when I hear like what all, what quarterfinals there could be, it would also be like not a bad thing to be out early and just watching. Have like, a beer and yeah. at the same time, like yeah, like, like this is not this is now. We need to create like uh, the nets, and then we need to have like a ring in the middle so that we can just like see it all. Otherwise, we can't. Like we did it, like or well, you did. I wasn't part of the line in uh, in Cluj yeah. for the first European Oscar, but you had the bronze game to the right and the final to the left. No. We need something like this for the quarterfinals. We need to make sure they're all on quite close-ish nets, and we definitely a place where you can see everything. We will have something like that. We will have a stream card, and uh, we will make sure that we have most coverage. Definitely, and uh, yeah. Also, as in worlds like files, for example, where they have like, all their games next to each other. Yeah, yeah. We, I hope. We yeah, that would be amazing. In a perfect world, I would see like all the people sitting behind and watching the games just in the bit circle. Yeah, sure, yeah. That's yeah. in Stockholm. Yeah. Yeah. That was super fun, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be awesome. So, yeah, it's like a big circle around all the four quarterfinals, for example. Yeah. For but also there's then women's around there, and there's like, uh, not mixed, but there's women yeah, yeah. as well. So it's only so game you watch, watch all it. But you cannot, you, so you just hope people film well. Yeah. For, so you can watch it post after. So make sure you record your games. Yeah. And uh, we have streamers that fortunately capture some footage that we can watch after. And I believe also you maybe have some plans of, you know, making recaps or other things that people... There will be some post-produced content, but maybe not. Yeah, we'll see. I can't promise to. I won't keep getting it out of it. I'm trying to get it out of it. <laughs> but yes, um, there's so many things to watch, so many things to see. But if you are not at the tournament, make sure you are following. Is it Twitch you're going to stream on? So Twitch, probably Twitch and also the YouTube channel, um, probably from the Spectral Twist. Nice. It will be on both. On both. So yeah, so make sure you're checking out those to stay up to date. Uh, one last thought about this. Like, what an epic matchup would it be? Hustling Brothers against Hilltop. Like, no, Brothers, brothers and Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Belgium Brothers against the US Brothers. I think it would be just like, I mean, this is a big watch. I think... Uh, just a, just a feeling in it, just really? thoughts that you know, okay, all about it. I think it just gives it a little extra spark to watch it. Yeah, that would be absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, ready, goosebumps, ready. Yeah, okay. Um, I think that's pretty much the men's division. Uh, before you go, Benny, I'll give you one last question. You said that there's a lot of teams you want to play against, especially Hilltop. Is there any teams that you really want to avoid on your way to getting as far as you can? Um, that can be both European or US. I would actually. Really love to avoid any European team like in at any stage. Yeah, I think it's I would really love to play against just as again for experience for like because you can replace experience in the tournament. Again, you can play pickup with mm -hmm. with people from like yeah, so other people around the world, but you can never like have experience as in a tournament where it's like about winning or losing to advance the next round and i think it's like you can get out of one game so much more than like 
two weeks of pickup, in my opinion, at some point. So it always was my my thoughts how I would like love to um, go to tournaments because I wanted to do as much as many tournaments as possible. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this is like where I learned most of what I know about running and what I can do with Rantlet. So yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice. So okay, so avoiding some European teams is just want to kick them out early, you know. It was bad then. He wanted to any <laughs> Europeans in for as long as possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, you saw it. Oh, you no, saw it. It's not what That's exactly what he said. Hello. So um, I'm looking forward to really whatever. I'm, yes, I have one team. Nerds and disguise. Yeah. I'll just do it. Yeah. Go all the way to, to lose with the stacked tournaments with many different internationals, nationalities, and play against Austrian. Yeah. I, I love those Again. guys, but it's like, yeah, and always hard games against him. Like, we played two times in the last two years and it was both like so tight and so intense. Mm, yeah. Ah, okay. Okay. Like Thank you. All right. It's a pleasure, guys. Yeah. Have fun in my room and don't so Enjoy school. We'll see you later. Now we can get rid of the pants, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you see guys see the bed in the background? We're gonna have a little live recording. <laughs> this will be on only tops. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, all right, let's go. Through. Now that guy left. <laughs> let's move on to the women's division because we have also an incredible women's with 33 advanced women's uh, teams signed up for Toulouse with also featuring many uh, US women that will be coming over to the tournament to name a few. A lot of them, however, will be teaming up with Europeans. Not too many fully US teams are what I am aware of. Um, I didn't see any actually like full US teams or did I miss something? No, I don't think so. We have Yoel, um, Joel that we're playing, um, will be coming across. We also have uh, Katie Pearson who will be play playing with Tina Goulden. Um, oh, if there's any more. I don't, if there is, I'm not too familiar with them. If there is more, I believe Kayla is coming over or Kaylin maybe actually, but I have don't see her name. So maybe she's not playing in this yeah. tournament. <clears throat> I think it's also interesting to have uh, switch up teams from US and, mm -hmm. and EU player. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but of course it would be, would be cool if kind of, you know, twins were coming or something like that um, to see competition against the, the fixed teams. Uh-huh. They switched a lot. We actually don't have many fixed teams at all at this tournament, other than Tiramisu and Fish and Dives, and also uh, no Tiramisu, Fish and Dives, and Ronya and and Ronya Laura who have to play in, in in Europe together. Europe together, indeed. But other than that, I don't see too many. Uh, yeah. Oh, I see Alexa from Germany playing with Teresa Knauf. Also, Alexa Porsch and Teresa Knauf could be also a very interesting team. Because with Chrissy Detman, Teresa played in Stockholm and they really impressed me there. So mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to see their performance. This is why I didn't find Lauda and Ronja to begin with, because they changed their name. Didn't they have a different name for the first part of the season? Yeah, Towerfall, I think. Or they changed it to Lauda and Ronja. I hope that's because Lauda listened to me and being... That team names should be names and <laughs> not memes. No yeah. memes. <laughs> but yeah, for Laura especially, it's, it's difficult <laughs> because you can't find the team names because they always switch. And like in Paris, they had less spaghetti, now less regretting more spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which was terrible for my scoreboard because it was <laughs> out of range. I had to anagram it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. But I'm now at the point if the team name is meme and it's too long, it's short. You just put, you just put the louder on you anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also have an awesome division that will consist of a lot of good matchups. I believe we also have a power pool on the women's side with the top eight teams 
uh, securing a place in the power pool, maybe top 10. I'm not sure how many teams are going to be in the power pool. I just know that there will be two power pools. Um, but again, some of the matchups I'd really like to see. We've got obviously a lot of US players coming over. Um, but I'd really like to see Tiramisu play against some of these US players. Uh, yeah, Tiramisu versus KT and Tina would be a really fun matchup to see. Um, but on the other note, we also have a lot of Europeans matching up for the first time together. Yeah. Um, like we have here, we have Alina and Julia uh, Stadler who are going to be playing together. And that will be... Oh, that's Julia Stranzl from Vienna. Ah, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, playing together. I don't believe they played together before. I think uh, Franz is playing together with... I saw her already, but remember plays with. Mm -hmm. But we also have then uh, with, uh, Christian yeah. and Nora, who are also, Linda, also from Germany, and Franz Stadler. Ah, yes. So, yeah, and, and even in the other mixer, we have Nicole Fapp playing with uh, Kayla. I'm not sure how to place Nelson in the second name. I won't say it either, but yeah. We, you, but you guys can look in the fine ghost. Yeah. N-G-A-I. You guys pronounce it how you want to pronounce it in your head. Yeah, Amelie also playing with Lou Washburn. Uh, in there as another team that haven't played too much together. So a lot of a lot of the uh, yeah, a lot of new mashups to Europe, which is cool because again in in Europe we've had an individual ranking system with the Euro, so you have to get the top sixteen by via points as an individual to receive a pro bid for the women's division. However, that is this is not Euro, so I'm surprised to not see more teams compete together because I believe it's top three at these uh, tournaments and majors that secures you a pro bid for the STS Spiteball Tour Series Championship. Yeah. So many, maybe a team that's not a team could get this pro bid at this tournament and then maybe confirm partners for the rest of the year if they want to then make the use of that pro bid. Um, would be interesting, very interesting. But also, yeah, a lot of mashups yeah. for such a big tournament. We love mashups, but also for such a big tournament, it's uh, interesting. I think also I what I what I felt like it was <clears throat> that the Toulouse major went a little bit under the radar. I mean, we try now to put out content and you know mm -hmm. create a little bit of uh, of storyline behind it. Mm -hmm. But also like a lot of teams were thinking about not coming, and I feel like hey, this is a major, guys. This is US the one you gotta be, yeah, yep. against uh, the uh, like Europe and it's first time. So yeah, I hope that that there will be a little bit more of 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 eyes on it, and uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. they realize hey, major is a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I also just wanna emphasize how awesome it is that we have thirty three teams. Like we have twenty four for the men's gold. Of course, you need to be qualified to get into that division, but. For the women's advanced to have 33 teams. It's a good number, yeah. Like, that's a great number, and there's going to be so many great matchups from just starting at the round of 16, and then quarterfinals are also going to be intense, just such as we've uh, we've experienced on the gold and premier side. Um, Can we watch how many teams in general are are in the tournament? I don't know how, but could we? Yeah. In a bit of 54, 10. I mean, if you were counting uh, Mick, so we have probably over... Plus 24, so we have like 120-something. Yeah, 120-something, if you're including Mix the Sunday. But just on Saturday, we're going to have around 120 teams, 130 teams playing. Good number. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah. It shows that it's growing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, for 33 teams, I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, we I know we discussed last time on the podcast, it was disappointing a little bit to see 11 teams at the Salt Lake City Major in the US. Yes. So it's nice to see that that's you know, tripled and there's now 33 uh, here in the European Major uh, with a mix of Euro uh, US players, but the majority being uh, European. So yeah, it's going to be an awesome division, probably the biggest women's division ever. I also believe it's going to be the first uh, tournament in history that for the women's division to be paying out more than the men's division 
Really? For the open division, because there's more teams. Because the women's advanced is 33 and the gold premier, or sorry, premier, because it's just an STS event, it's going to be 24. But how much, like, what is the calculation there? More teams, more money, and how... But that's what I believe. I can't uh, confirm for sure. I just, I just have heard and know that it's uh, a woman. It will be the, it will be the first event in history. You talked on the streets about it, and you just, I just said a little bit. Da, a little bit. Somebody told me. No, I believe Emily said was uh, riding in Emily, uh, uh, who's hosting the tournament, who's based in Toulouse, or helping host the tournament. That is. Um, Obviously, a huge shout out to her for putting so much time and effort. I know she's been doing so much the last few weeks because there's been so much to organize. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, she uh, told me, or I believe I read a WhatsApp message saying, yeah, it's going to be the first woman's event in history to have the highest payout, or whether it was the highest payout, or whether it was more than the open or more than open Premier Division, because um, how much is prize money? Do we know? I also unaware of okay. right now. Um, I feel like also like it's very stressful to put on this tournament because it's going to be a big one, mm -hmm. but also it's in the right in the middle of the season. Like yeah. everything comes together now. Because at Euro, there's a lot to do for her. And also now this major, it's a big event and you have to take care of any of everything. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I mean, Euros, for those who are playing in Europe and obviously listen to this podcast, I mean, all the information for the European Championship just got released and that's going to be a hell of a weekend on the 8th to the 10th of September in Padova, Italy. Um, that's, yeah, so many things going on because it's such a new form. Not a completely new format because we've had the World Championship, but still, you know, it's six teams, three men, three women, and then a mixed teams. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the qualification process to get in and NGBs to decide their selection. I think the NGBs will also struggle to how to decide this. Mm -hmm. Again, I know there were very different formats for different countries that how they... In, in France, you needed to play all the official tour stops from them. And I think there were three or four. I don't, I don't mm -hmm. know exactly. And you had to qualify over there. And for us in Austria, it was like a committee that like saw, like looked at the players individually and as a teams mm -hmm. and who they would choose, who they take into consideration. So yeah. it was very different. And that was very different. Yeah. Each country doing a very different uh, system and format to be able yeah. to... Uh, select their team but yeah uh, uh, not too much more about that but yeah that's obviously going to be a huge weekend on the, the 8th to the 10th of uh, in, in September Friday to Sunday but um, yeah um, off the bat to end sort of on the women's side do you have any uh, one matchups you'd like to see and two any favorites that you think are probably going to win the tournament Of course, it's it's interesting to see Laura playing against Katie mm. and how that plays out. Eventually, yes, yeah. Um, but I would from I would think that we will see Laura and Ronnie in the finals, mm -hmm. probably against either Puss and Dives or Tiramisu. That is from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see them because it's always a great matchup and it's very interesting to see. And also, like I feel like there's a little bit more pressure on this tournament because it's it's a major and it's the first time and it's like and not many teams that aren't here on the women's side. And yeah, yeah true. Yeah, many good teams are here. Yeah, it's gonna be very very interesting to watch them. But I would, like my guess would be something Piston dives against Tiramisu in the finals or Laura like Laura and Onya. Those three are my podiumish. Yeah, yeah. I guess depending of the of the seating and stuff mm -hmm. like that, but something somewhere there. I don't disagree. I think also that's sort of my top three. Um, it's interesting because that's also the three fixed teams that are in the tournament. It is 
and it's that's how around it's going now yeah. it's how important team chemistry is and to build on each tournament and if you play together you learn so much about your partner you know how to set them you know how to play defense with them how to communicate with them yeah yeah and all these things with if you don't have a fixed team for the season it's just a different feeling mm -hmm. yeah there's marginal gains that you get end up in marginal points and the marginal points is when you win games yeah. that's how you win 21 19 or lose 21 19. But um, yeah, I totally agree. I think those are the three teams to look out for. Obviously, a lot of other teams to look out for um, that we've already mentioned before, these US and uh, European matchups, but also these other European matchups that we'll be playing this tournament. For me, the big interesting point will be pushing dives just because it's, uh, you know, a home tournament. Yeah, uh, in Toulouse. They are, you know, the hometown heroes. I think a lot of, they have a lot of support and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of uh, hype for, for them throughout the whole tournament, a lot of support. We saw also in Paris, like, uh, uh, Pocombia got hyped really young. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm looking forward. So, yeah, I think that that's, a, for me, that's a really cool team to see how they do. I, I, I hope they really enjoy the momentum and the support they get. Um, but it also could be a little bit maybe overwhelming, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of pressure, obviously be on a home turf. But, yeah, it'll be interesting after, again, a little bit of a disappointing result in Stockholm, uh, losing in the semifinals to Chrissy and, uh, and Teresa. Yeah, so I think they'll be really itching and motivated to do as well as they can now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can yeah, even go one step further and get to the final and maybe even win it. 100% with you. Alrighty, let's move on very lastly and to end the podcast. We're going to talk through what is probably the most mixed or most stacked mixed tournament there's ever been. Mm -hmm. With pretty much, you know, the majority of all guys playing are who are premier level and all women playing being you know, the top within their country um yeah there's not there's not too many easy games no matter who you play against here let's say that for sure um you're just going through the list you can just see the long list of just really top players and playing with a really solid woman player we're gonna have unbelievable matchups already starting at around the round of 16 round of 32 even for sure um so just buddy hammond playing with lou washburn yeah, Tina with Vinny, Tina with Vinny, Katie with Frederick, uh, Megan and Levy, um, Hannah and Marcus, like Esai and Nicole. Like I'm reading every team that I see on the mixed right now and you can just see how stacked Natasha and Dorian, um, yeah, Matthias and Elisa, I believe is how you pronounce her name, Chrissy and Nelson, Stefan, Daniel and Danny from Tiramisu. Nada will playing, so Dorian and Natasha always mm -hmm. going together. David and Alina, who came fourth in ETS Stockholm, will be playing together as Pinky Jinky, uh, Teresa and Fabian. Just like all these teams are absolutely insane. It's going to be an unbelievable event. Tatiana and Benny, like we, I've only gone halfway through the list, but you can just see how unbelievable these teams are already. Um, we'll also have, I think, uh, yeah, Cedric and Ronja will also be a good team. Joel and Paul Simmer, uh, it's from the US German matchup. Oh, and uh, Clark and. Uh, yeah, I was just wanted to say Clark and Katie, uh, sorry, Clark and uh, Lauda will be playing together as Fracture was their second tournament together after a little bit of a disappointing result in Salt Lake City, losing to um, Golden Hour of Olivia Jenki and Will Bacconi in, uh, in Salt Lake City. I just like. Yeah, unbelievable matchup. Um, mixed is going to be a very exciting, very fun day. Yeah. Um, yeah, with really exciting matchups from already the round of 32, probably. Um, no easy games for sure once you get to knockout. Um, it's a big lineup, yeah. A big lineup. I think just so we end, so we don't be running for too long today. Um, so we, <laughs> everyone can enjoy the rest of the day, including both of us here in lovely Graf. Um, Who do you think will take the mixed division if you had to guess, let's say, a top three? Top three would be, for me... <clears throat> it's for me it's 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 buddy and uh, lou 
because I saw a buddy performing on Mixed in Mallorca and he was like, he if he really wants, you know, he can, yeah. Mm. I, mean, I, I I saw his eyes. <laughs> and looked into his eyes and, and I was like, oh, this man wanted it. This man will take it. And I see, but I see also Laura and Clark as, as one of the strongest matchups out there. And if, if they, you know, communicate well and get in the flow, mm -hmm. I think they're probably going to take it too. It's, it's funny because when we talked about Fractal, Laura and uh, Clark matching up as a team, we said, oh, it's going to be really hard for any team to beat them. Yeah. But if there's one team, Mike would said very confidently, yeah, it's probably Golden Hour. And those yeah. were the, the one team that they played in the quarterfinal that and he was right then. and he was right yeah it's that's that's a really good team of obviously will and olivia but it'll be interesting to see that question for me now is what team can beat them here yeah because the golden hour is not you know attending this event what team, there's a lot of teams with potential that can even and hasha dorian um you know we just mentioned buddy and lou like there's a lot of teams that have potential uh megan and levy you know katie and frederick inkle like these are a lot of teams definitely could beat them. Tina and Vinny, like, um, like really, really impressive top teams and top players playing together. Um, but uh, I, I stay with a prediction. Either Buddy and and uh, uh, Buddy and Buddy and uh, Lou, Buddy and Lou, yeah, <laughs> Buddy and Lou or uh, Lauka and Clark. They, I see them on one and two, to be honest. Okay. And and your three on three there's kind of open because so open yeah yeah it could be that like it's very possible that megan and and levy will be on on number three because levy's strong serves and also uh, uh megan's uh, serves are really really mm -hmm. strong at the moment but you know from there it's, it's everyone's, difficult to anyone's game i even yeah. like i do think lou and buddy would have a great day and i think they definitely could go on a podium but for me the only one that i can guarantee in my opinion will get on podium is Clark and Lauda. No. I think that is an absolute throw up between who else also gets to those top three spots. And that's not to say that Clark and Lauda will win. I just, I'm very confident they will get at least two, the top three yeah. of the tournament. And then, yeah, all these other teams, it really does come down to the game and how they are playing uh, because so many of these teams have such a high ceiling, such as we have mentioned before, Dorian and, uh, and Natasha, um, uh, Katie and Frederick, you know, Tina and Vinny, you know, Vinny can take over a game. Paul and Joelle, Paul can take over a game. And Joelle is a very top uh, women's player in the U.S. Uh, even Cedric and Ronya, I mean, Ronya's going to show how good how how good she is to everyone on the Saturday. And then she's playing with Cedric, who's a very solid player and a really good defensive, uh, yeah, a really good defensive partner for Ronya. Who they played a lot together, and these yeah. teams that have played a lot of tournaments together, I think, will go that little bit further than people expect because of that additional team chemistry they've had from playing tournaments previously. Yeah, but uh, yeah, again, it's 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 a very open division, and uh, I think it nothing like anything can happen basically. Mm -hmm. But I see Clark, Laura somewhere on the top, and also Buddy and Lou. Yeah, that that will be a prediction. Otherwise, you know, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Agreed. That will be a problem. That name will be a problem again for uh, the scoreboard. Which one? Yeah. This. Oh yeah. Extra. Extras. We're looking at Wango with people who have top names to. Yes. Coffee with a corporate sign. That's the price with. I don't know, guys. <laughs> yeah, something. It's like it's rolling me. I've noticed it, but yes. <laughs> um, that I think will conclude the podcast for today. Um, I want one more thing. Sure. Yes. Um, if you want to watch the stream live, it's going to be in tops mm -hmm. Twitch. So tops around uh, tops underscore roundnet yep. on twitch.tv. So definitely check it out. And I'm super happy if a lot of people watch. I think that's going to be 
a very big one for me and also Brooklyn because we're teaming up mm -hmm. for um, yeah covering the whole event and it will be massive and I feel confident that we'll, we'll do a good job and hopefully you guys join also afterwards we will still have some video footage of it on my YouTube account so definitely make sure to check that out too it's also top that on YouTube and with that being said that being said we will conclude with saying yeah enjoy those who are atten attending the tournament enjoy it because also it's the first time we're not just seeing the or not the first time but very few times we've seen the European level and the US uh, level be assessed and come together but it's also one of the few times we get to see the community cultures come together yeah and I think as a US player, if you're coming over or a non-European player coming over, enjoy it because it's amazing and special. Mm. And if you're a European player, bring those non-Europeans in and yeah. let them experience what we have in Europe because I think it's, uh, yeah, it's a really nice feeling and it's uh, something that yeah can be spread not just in the Europe, but also you know back to the US yeah. um, after once the tournament is done. So yeah, on that note, um, enjoy the rest of your day evening, morning, whenever you listen to this. And yeah, we'll see you in Toulouse if you're there. And if you're not, make sure you're watching the stream so you can see as much of it as you can. Oh, yes. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned. <laughs> see you guys.